0: Hello and thank you for checking out the TVA podcast. Before we begin today's episode, I need to make you aware that this particular conversation took place in the spring of 2023. So you're going to hear some details, you're going to hear some references that are clearly out of date by a little bit, but we felt that the overall content was definitely worth playing for you. and. I hope that you enjoy listening to today's episode as we get to know Principal Joy Kerr Owens. Hello and welcome to the GVA Way podcast. I am proud GVA Salada Principal Russ Howell, and I am joined today by another first time guest, Joy Kerr Owens, Principal of Homeschool. Welcome, Joy.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Russ. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you. And I hope today that we'll get to know Joy a little better, homeschool program a little better. And we've been focusing on sort of this this theme of transitions. And if I understand it correctly, you're going through some transitions as well that you can talk to us about today.
1: That's right. I am transitioning my role from being homeschool principal to being the coordinator of educational options, which is going to encompass moving forward, Um, sticking with uh, running the homeschool and making sure that we have that option available to our families, as well as some after-school care options and eventually some early childhood learning options.
0: Wow, that sounds really exciting.
1: Lots of really exciting things coming down the pipes, lots of um, really great, enriching, um, wonderful programs for kids getting rolled out in these next coming years. That's
0: amazing. And I heard in that, still maintaining your leadership of the homeschool program. Yes.
1: Yes. Still maintaining my leadership of the homeschool program. Um, We're still rocking and rolling over there, just making sure that our families have the option of um, educating their kids at home. And if they make that choice, really pushing hard to make sure that those kids get the very best education that's possible.
0: Fantastic. Awesome. We will come back and explore that transition and those opportunities a little bit more as we go. But let's let's find out a little bit more about Joy Kerr Owens. Let's let's discover a little bit about you prior to GVA. What was your upbringing like? How did you come to be the person you are today?
1: Well, um, I am a Modesto native. In fact, a multi generational Modesto native. Um, my grandfather graduated from Modesto Junior College, actually from Roosevelt Junior High. Modesto High School and Modesto Junior College. So uh, we roll deep in this area. (laughs) And um, one of the things that's unique about my experience is I was actually homeschooled kindergarten through 12th grade as a student myself. So my very first experience with a classroom setting uh, was the first time I stepped into a college class. Um, so it was definitely talking about transitions. Yeah. It was definitely a pretty wild transition for me um, to go from the homeschool setting with my two siblings uh, right into uh, right into the college setting.
0: And what were the most significant elements of that transition?
1: Uh, To be honest with you, there were some really positive ones and some that were a little bit more scary. Um, I loved the structure. When I got into that classroom situation and I realized that I could uh, do my work, do my homework and study, and then just walk away from Mm. the campus, that was huge for me. I really did appreciate moving into that just more structured and systematic environment, Um, and I think that speaks a lot to my personality. Um, Others would have felt dramatically the opposite. Um, But... Um, I also really enjoyed the collaborative learning aspect, um, getting to know other students, and I started off at MJC. In fact, I did concurrent enrollment, so I was still in high school while taking classes at Modesto Junior College, and one of the things that I really enjoyed right from the get-go was meeting people from all walks of life and people from all ages and stages of life. I took classes with people who were going back to school or starting a second career and so it wasn't just a really homogenous group of learners it was lots of different people and I really enjoyed getting to um, expand my relationship circle in that way.
0: Wow that's amazing that's amazing and so you were I think you said homeschooled K-12?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So
0: what so obviously we'll make connections to that experience as you now lead a homeschool program but for you individually what was that experience like for you?
1: Um, So I mean, being homeschooled really is a a unique experience. It was an even more unique experience uh, in the early 90s when I was homeschooled because it was not nearly as mainstream as it is Mm. now. And there weren't nearly the resources um, as as there are now. Um, in fact, homeschooling at the time that I was growing up was seen as a little bit more alternative and counterculture mm. than we perceive it to be um, for, for most students now. Um, so my, my world was very small. Um, I was able to really deep dive into topics that interested me. Um, I was an avid reader and most of my education did come through um, reading. Um, obviously, I grew up with, um, with really strong self-guided study skills. Um, I, I was responsible for my own learning from a very young age, which obviously has some positives and also there's some anxiety and stress mm-hmm. around that level of responsibility. Um, but I was uh, very involved in my church community growing up. I was very involved um, in in dancing, taking ballet with a local studio. So that did provide some of the social outlet. But I, I still had a pretty small radius hmm. um, around my world. And my adult life has been um, really characterized by trying to expand those horizons and learn new things and... Um, and embrace people outside of that that smaller circle where I started.
0: Hmm. So you talk about you know smaller radius, but in hearing you retell your childhood a little bit, it sounds well-rounded. Sounds like a very responsible young joy navigating her world. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, um, responsible young joy is probably a pretty apt <laughs> description. Um, I'm sure you can imagine uh-huh. that. Um, But I will say that um, my parents did place um, a lot of priority on making sure that we were well-rounded. My mom, in particular, really um, subscribed to kind of whole child learning ideas, um, which is part of the reason that um, I have felt so at home at, at GVA. But also just, um, again, making sure that we had different ways of engaging um, in the community and um, making sure that we just weren't sitting at home all day.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for that glimpse into your childhood joy. And somehow, someway, you ended up a GVA staff member. What was that journey?
1: Oh it was it was quite a journey. So um, I am a pandemic hire. I started at GVA in the fall of 2020. So I jumped in here right uh, as we were in full distance learning mode starting a new school year kind of in the peak of COVID restrictions. Um, I had a connection uh, with Mr. Rooley and I learned that there was a job opening for a sixth grade teacher. Um, I believe I found out the Friday before uh, our orientation week started and um, I accepted the job, was offered the job and accepted it on Sunday and we started at 8 a.m. on Monday. So it was a breakneck uh, transition for me. Really, one of the most amazing parts of that journey was um, that I had planned to be at another school uh, for that school year, and that school was slated to start a week before GVA began. But they had to uh, they had to postpone the school starting because they didn't have all their COVID protocols in place and all of the chaos of that time. Um, And I guarantee you that if I had walked into my classroom that first day um, in my previous job, I would not have made the transition Mm. because I really actually did love what I was doing previously. Um, But that, that one little change in the schedule really did change the course of my life because it put me in a position to take the job at Great Valley Academy, and it has been a journey of growth ever since.
0: Wow. So the Sunday before, the day before, the staff comes back to work for the school year, you sign and accept the position. That is breakneck. That's, and in the middle of the pandemic. That is kind of a remarkable start.
1: Yes, it was. Um, it was a journey. It was wild. Of course, it was overwhelming. Um, but I was really blessed right from the get-go with an amazing team. Um, Again, one of the things that is so spectacular about working at GVA is those grade level teams that work and support each other, especially during the pandemic when we were cranking out assignments over Google Classroom. I was immediately accepted and integrated by my team and had so much support from admin. So it really allowed that transition to be possible um, despite all of just the, the absolute um, amount of uh, learning and growing. That, that learning curve was steep, it, again, especially with the distance learning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am so glad that you stuck it out and showed that perseverance and tenacity. We have a couple people that came and left during COVID. And I just, I regret a little bit that they only know COVID-GVA because COVID-GVA and normal GVA are very drastically different experiences. And so I'm I'm glad that you persevered through a really challenging time to start a new job in education um, and, and have continued to advance within GVA. So thanks for sticking it out.
1: <laughs> thanks for keeping me around.
0: <laughs> so you then pretty quickly transition into this leadership role of homeschool. Tell us that how did that transpire, and what motivated you to pursue that opportunity?
1: Um, so I was finishing a loop. I had taught fifth grade and then sixth grade um, when I saw that the uh, the job was open, and um, Tara, the former homeschool principal, was transitioning back to you, back to GVA Salida, um, and it caught my eye specifically because you know homeschooling is my background. Um, And I had one of those conversations with Mike Rooley that started with, okay, just hear me out. I have an idea. (laughs) And I will say one thing about Mike um, is that, Mike really has really just supported uh, my vision and supported my growth uh, since the beginning of my time here at GVA and he really encouraged me. He he really said, you know, I, th- I think you could do this. I-, I really think that this is in your wheelhouse. And again, I had really great support from my grade level team um, just saying, hey, no, you could do this. And um, it took some it took some process to get me from the point of like, hey, I have an idea, to okay, no, this is a good idea. We're going for this, um, and um, and in the. In the process of starting to interview for the job, of coming back for a second interview, um, really just clarifying my thoughts about homeschool and about leadership in the school, I really did start to realize that this was something that I really um, felt passionate about and really felt equipped to handle.
0: Hmm. Well, it's amazing to hear about the support that you received and the encouragement you received to pursue the opportunity. And I know how significant those voices of encouragement and belief and affirmation can be. And you've been that voice for me already in this year that we've been working more closely together. So I know how significant that is. And good job, Mike. Good job, Mike, for recognizing what a great person and educator and leader you are and, and helping you you know, pursue this opportunity because it's, it's a great space for you to, to lead us in.
1: Thank you for saying that. I I appreciate it. Yeah, of
0: course. So year one of homeschool leadership is almost in the books. How has this first year been for you?
1: Um, I mean, journey is the word I keep saying, and it really has been a journey, um, but it's been a joyful one. Um, I've really enjoyed working with my team, uh, getting to know our advisory teachers, um, our our office staff, our instructional aide, just building those relationships with them. They're all really interesting, talented, great people. And then getting to know our families and just what it is that motivates them, why they've decided to homeschool, what it is that they hope to achieve. Um, it It is an example where the learning curve is so steep. With homeschooling, we have multiple different curriculum to keep track of. There's just a lot... Um, of moving parts with not having students as kind of that captive audience in front of us. So just getting up to speed with some of those things um, has taken a lot of time and energy, but it's exciting too. We've seen tremendous growth at the homeschool this year. Um, We are looking towards enrollment for next year that is double what we started with this year. Um, We have seen test scores rise, particularly in math, because we've really focused on some math intervention. Um, The plant population in our office has increased (laughs) 15-fold. Um and in general um we have seen such wonderful buy-in from our families just wanting to be together, wanting to go on field trips together, wanting to learn and grow together, and it really has been a very exciting year.
0: Well, congratulations. Those are a lot of positive metrics that you just listed off for us. That's great.
1: I thought you were going to say that's a lot of plants, and I accept your <laughs> congratulations on that and, and the other things. Thank you.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Good job, Joy. When So obviously, we talked about your experience as a child, you know, K-12, homeschool student, now leading a homeschool program. What's your vision? What do you want homeschool to be for our students?
1: Thank you for asking that this is one of the things that i'm really the most passionate about because as a homeschooler myself i feel like i really have the perspective of how it can be done well and also where students just are not always best served in the homeschool environment. And so I do have examples from my personal experience of friends who grew up in the homeschool community and didn't receive enough education to really support their dreams for their own life. So an example of that is a friend saying, hey, like, if I go to college with my sixth grade level math education I'm going to have to pay thousands of dollars to get caught up academically before I can even work in college level material and that can be a really frustrating and disappointing experience of course I also know plenty of homeschoolers with PhDs my, my older brother is one of them so there's such a broad range and of course there's a broad range of kids coming out of any Um, schooling environment. But where my passion lies is that I feel so strongly that it is our job and it is our responsibility as parents, as educators, as parent educators, to set our students up for success for wherever the journey might take them. And that means not teaching to the common denominator, the, you know, the lowest bar of what they might need to Graduate high school, graduate eighth grade, but instead giving them the foundational skills for whatever career they might want to pursue, which might be something in advanced, you know, neuroscience or uh, medicine or or law. And so we want to make sure that every day we're keeping that end goal in mind, which is keeping those opportunities open for our kids, equipping them for uh, their best life, their maximum maximum potential Even if, you know, we we know our kids so well, sometimes we think to ourselves, oh, they they aren't going to want to do that. We know they're going to want to do this. Or we get kind of caught up in the daily struggle and the daily grind of trying to get our kids to um, continue to engage and work hard. Um, But we just really have to keep that long game in mind and make sure that we are setting our kids up for success for whatever that's going to look like for them. And as parents and as educators, We just don't get to make those calls for our kids. They're going to decide their life path after they've grown and um, moved on from our care. And I just feel so strongly that we have to provide every possible avenue for them to be able to pursue their best life.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And I, I can't imagine anybody listening to your vision for homeschool and not feeling fantastic about, the passion and commitment you have to quality education for homeschool students. And again, I, I, and I think great comfort found in the fact that you've walked it. And so you're speaking from experience. And I think that conviction really resonates deeply within you, which is what I would want as a homeschool parent. I am curious, you answered what your vision is for homeschool. And then I almost feel like I'm working in reverse. So I apologize for that. But, you know, so GVA has two site-based programs and a homeschool program. Talk to us about the importance and value of having homeschool as an option.
1: Having homeschool as one of our educational options really is foundational because it it aligns with our vision as an organization of having something for everyone. You know, we really believe in safe, loved learning communities for all of our students. And some students do have alternate needs and need an alternative path. And I think that that's been so foundational in GVA from the beginning. Um, In some of the first podcasts, Doc talked about how he kind of needed things to be a little bit different than the mainstream. And that was some of his impetus for starting the school. And having a homeschool is an acknowledgement that some kids need a different path. And my perspective on that is, yes, some kids do need a different path. And it's our responsibility to make sure that that path is well-suited for the kids, that that path is supported by our school, and that that path has the level of academics needed to help the kids be successful.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Joy. So... We mentioned a little bit at the beginning your transition as you're taking on new responsibilities, additional responsibilities that represent growth for, for GVA as an organization and, and in terms of what we serve and offer to students and families. So let's, let's talk about that some more. So recount for us what it is that you are, what initiative you're leading now.
1: So the initiative that's um, gonna be rolled out next school year um, is something called the Expanded Learning Opportunities Program. This is a legislation-driven program in the state of California, and it is a mandate. So this is something that we are required to offer. What it looks like is offering the option of a nine-hour school day to students um, who qualify for additional support. So these are going to be students who are English language learners, um, they might qualify for free or reduced-price lunch. These are students who who really could benefit for us from a little bit more support. And at GVA, we really believe that it's so important to make sure that all of our students are served um, and have the ability to grow and thrive. So this isn't going to be a mandatory program where students are required to be on on uh, campus for nine hours because that's just not realistic and it's also uh, not what we want or need but we will be offering it as an option Um, my heart and vision for this program would be that this is a robust um, educational opportunity for our students so it's not just daycare Um, this is going to use some of the mechanisms uh, of our after school clubs and tutoring system that we have had in place on the salida and modesto campus um, and kind of roll that into our after school care. So students who participate in what we're calling smart time um, will be able to receive um, some enrichment activities. Um, they will have time for uh, tutoring for students with academic needs. They will have time for academic support um, using some of our really great educational apps. Um, they will have GVS time. They'll have, excuse me, they'll have a um, outdoor recreation time because kids just need to run around <laughs> in the afternoon. Um, but our, our vision is, you know, we have this state mandate coming to us saying that this needs to happen. And then we are going to do things the GVA way. We're going to make sure that we give the best um, quality program that we possibly can. Um, and I'm really excited about, uh, taking those mandates and that funding from the state and turning it into something that absolutely benefits our community.
0: Ah, that sounds amazing. Joy, why is the state mandating this?
1: Um, It's an initiative that is specifically meant to help our students um, who are struggling to kind of catch up to their peers. Um, It's also an answer to some of the child care crisis that became so evident during the pandemic where parents are just crying out for um, additional care for their kids in a safe loved and learning atmosphere. And we are absolutely equipped to provide that.
0: Yeah, that's great. That is great. And uh, this may be some of the details that still need to get worked out. I'm not sure. But for a parent who's listening and is like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. I can't wait to to participate in that. What will that look like? Will that be something that the school extends to specific people? Is that something that parents will need to initiate?
1: that's a great question so um, right now students who participate in after-school care through our kids care program they enroll they pay a fee um, and then of course they work through those scheduling Um, smart time is going to be a little bit different anyone at the school can enroll and at the time of enrollment they will fill out um, they will fill out a form Um, that asks for some of their demographic information and their income information and that will um, that will determine what the cost of the program is so many of the students will be able to probably about a third of our students Um, will receive this program at no cost. And then it'll be a sliding scale after that. So many of our families who are currently enrolled in kids care will be able to participate in Smart Time, a much more robust academic program. Um, And with the sliding scale considered, most of our families will pay significantly less than they are now.
0: Hmm. Uh, Sounds like a win-win.
1: I hope so. I really (laughs) think so. I I really think so.
0: Well, Joy, you're the right person to lead that. And super thankful for your efforts in making that available to our students and our families. I know many, many students are going to benefit from that service. And it feels like, you know... uh, part of the process of, of still recovering from the pandemic and all of the ways that it impacted us. Those extended learning opportunities help close that gap and help make sure that we're, we're meeting students where we need to, to help them to grow and thrive and prosper at GVA. Um, and it just sounds like a, like a cool experience too, that you're going to make it fun. It's going to be student-centered. It's going to be needs-fulfilling, like you said, in, in the GVA way. So it sounds fantastic.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, our, our whole, our whole um, leadership team is behind this in the sense of like, if we're going to do it, let's do it well and Absolutely. let's do it the GVA way. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to this implementation.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, Joy, we are nearing the end of our conversation today. Is there anything else that you would like to say to your homeschool community or the GVA community at large?
1: Yeah, well, thank you. I I tell you what, um, I stand um, alongside of people who have been working with and for GVA for. A decade a decade plus people who have been dedicated in service um, to these schools for a really long time and compared to uh, them I am just the newest kid on the block and yet I have had just endless support from our team um, just endless positive encouragement and um A lot of times when we try to talk about, you know, what's the essence of GVA, what Mm. makes GVA so such a great place to be a lot of times we just kind of talk about the vibe like it's just a good vibe um, but I think that more than just the atmosphere more than just the vibe uh, GVA is staffed with profoundly caring individuals mm. and I have felt that care um, as an individual and I have had the privilege of of giving that care to others and um, that's been the case at the homeschool um, and through the organization Organization at large so um, to my homeschool families who may be listening I just thank you for um, trusting me um, for really opening up your arms to me, despite the fact that I was your third principal in three years, um, and just being open to a couple of new ideas, and and really uh, working and engaging in your kids' education, um, and to the broader GVA community. I just say, you know, thank you for allowing me. Um, to allowing me to grow and allowing me to uh, give you my best because you continuously give me your best. It's really a magical thing to feel supported at work and to feel like people have your back and want the best for you. So I'm really, really grateful for my time here.
0: That's a lovely joy. So let me end by flipping that back to you. So as the new kid on the block, as you say, you, you know entered the executive team through this leadership role of, of homeschool principal. Um, and that has really been our first opportunity to really interact and get to know one another and work together. And Joy, I have found you to be incredibly thoughtful and articulate and passionate and caring as a leader and as an educator. And you that vibe that you spoke of You are a key contributor to that. Um, you have, you have helped really, really add a cool element to the executive team and, and a really pivotal time, right? You, neither of us knew what this year was going to look like. We had a transition in leadership at the very top, right? So the, uh, Silvestri exit stage left. And Tom enters stage right. I'm trying to use a theater term because Joy has a great theater background that hasn't come up today. And I I may have botched it, but that's okay. Um, But I don't think either of us knew what laid ahead within this year and in a season of, of real significant growth that we are embarking on and experiencing right now. And I'm so glad that you are a part of making that happen, and I'm so thrilled to to work with you and partner with you. And you're you're an example of a exemplary GVA staff member and leader. So, good job, Joy.
1: Thanks, Russ.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's been oh, 30 minutes exactly. All right. So it's time for us to bug out because people will only listen so prompt. long. <laughs> Joy, thank you so much for joining me for having this conversation. Thank you for all the fantastic work you do in serving students and families and and GVA staff. And I hope that the rest of this year ends extremely well for you. And I can't wait to see what you have in store for us in the years to come.
1: Thanks, Russ.
0: Have a good day, everybody.